Good morning, my brothers and sisters. On this episode 193 of the Good Morning Guys podcast, thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, after evening, or night as we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and to play. I am one of your GMG hosts tonight, guiding all who find themselves cruising in our garbage truck on fire while navigating the podcast do it. Your personal transition hippo, Lucas Ham Swisherette. Uh, with us in spirit only, the judge, the jury, the executioner of all souls alive or dead, whether they like it or not, Patrick Novomit. 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 <laughs> Novomit <laughs> uh, just out. sounded like a real name. It did, Novomit, and I was like, mm, that sounded too <laughs> legit, so I changed it to Novomit. Uh, on his left and my right, Pat's avatar, who is here in his stead and can either judge you or make you laugh in three words or less, or he'll walk on glass wicker sandals. Glass-filled wicker sandals. Ronnie Joharo. Man, these are getting intense. Hi, everybody. Hello there. And last but certainly not least, the final member of the GMG Quadfecta, who's got Stephen Grant in his heart, Jake Lockley on his brain, and the statue of Old Conshu in his old stomacho, the real Mark Specter Butcher, or Specte Boucher. Mark. Hi. Hello. Homework. That's right. I was ready. <laughs> Red eye. All right, guys. I hope you are ready. And uh, dear listeners and joiners, if you don't know what our topic is tonight, well, I, I don't. There's no hope for you. I and think you can probably figure sense. it out. But we're not going <laughs> to talk about it anymore because we got what's new news to talk about. And as is tradition, on occasion, I like to hijack it and just jump right into my life. What's been going on since I usually go last. Uh, and I'm leaving the transition powers in others' hands. So uh, in my neck of the woods, not really a whole lot going on. I did finish the one-year Bible after Yay. 300. It took me 367 days. What? I may or may not have <laughs> not technically done it within a year, but I still finished it. It's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, Grace it was, yeah, it was close. I got down to the end, man, and... Let me tell you, I don't recommend um, pushing the New Testament in 90 days. It's mm. the most chock full of like hope and wisdom and truth. Not that the Old Testament doesn't have that. It does have good nuggets of truth, but it's full of a lot of just extra stuff. Like you begat, think of some begat, of the... Begat, begat, begat. Begat, yeah, exactly. All these names I can't pronounce that I just kind of like... I felt like uh, Baxter from... Uh, is it... Is it uh, Bruce Almighty, where he's just like, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how I pronounce some of the Old Testament names. And uh, then you got other times where it's like just a bunch of numbers, and I'm like, Niner, 4760, Niner, moving on. Like, it's like, it's ludicrous. Some of these names sound like you're like you're sneezing, like Mephibosheth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jehoshaphat. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but overall, it was really incredible. I would recommend... Whether you are a well-read theologian, uh, you read the Bible on occasion or you've never read the Bible, I recommend checking out the Bible Project videos. It takes the, the, the scripture, it takes the historical context, it takes the symbolism and everything about it and just responsibly mashes it all together and gives like a five to ten minute video 
for different books of the Bible, different ideas, love, grace, truth, etc., Jesus Christ, all those things, and just gives you nice little nuggets to think on while you're reading the scriptures. So that was a really cool, cool thing that uh, that I that I experienced this past year. So very nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think two uh, days is a gimme. Like we, you get it, you get that. Yeah, it's just like a little. Yeah. I pretend like it was a leap year last year and this year, and there's the <laughs> two years in a row a leap year. Piling up leap years from the past. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, and so besides that, nothing else really been going on in real life. Uh, we are anticipating a cold snap, but I'll wait till next week to uh, update you guys <laughs> on that. As of right now, people, Brazilians are acting like we're about to go. Like It, it feels like it's Game of Thrones, like winter is coming. I Did you say cold the, snap? Yeah, that's what they're calling it—a cold snap. A you know. sudden introduction of cold temperatures. Yeah, <laughs> Mark's also a weatherman on the side. He is. He is. <laughs> I mean, being from his from knowledge New is England, unlimited. Well, it is. We, I'm yeah. familiar with cold snaps. <laughs> you are. You I probably you. live. So, what does cold? Them. What does cold mean for Brazil? Though. So. so when one day our high is like mid 70s, and the next day our high is mid 50s. That is a cold snap for us. So pretty warm uh, weather for Ohio then. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> if if you mean by the fact that you can escape the weather outside that we cannot. We don't have insulation. We don't have anything that stops oh, the weather true. inside and outside the house. So it's going to be about five or six days of 50s and 60s with lows. In some places of Sao Paulo, our state, and parts of Brazil, it's going to go below freezing, uh, they're predicting. So... They said there could be snow, and that's pretty serious because we're just society, infrastructure, houses are not built. They're not built to stand that. So, is this a uh, normal time, like a normal thing for this time of year, or is this like out of the blue? The weather, the weather dudes and and dudettes are saying this is the the worst cold snap or the worst drop in temperature in a hundred years. All right. So, so. Now it's right now it's prediction. Nothing's really <laughs> happened yet. It was a nice mid seventy day. The sun was shining. We were just kind of like the last two days. We've been like, enjoy it while you can. Like we had lunch outside on our patio, you know, yeah. just taking it all in. And then we're like, <laughs> you know, here in a few days we're gonna have all of our heaters on and we're gonna be in like three layers of clothing <clears throat> and lighting a fire, all kinds of fun stuff. It really so. just feels like the wheels are falling off this planet. <laughs> it really is, right? Because in India, they have like record highs. And so some, some people are like, oh, global warming. And other people are like, yes, global Nothing warming. Nothing makes sense anymore. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. So Dogs it's, and cats uh, living together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, I'll have an update on that next week. I hope that I'll have all my fingers and toes and no... No frostbite or anything like that. We should see, be we should be good. That's we'll not a cold happens. snap to me. Cold snap to me is like it's it's May. We have seventy five degree weather, and then the next day we get a blizzard. I understand. That's a cold snap. <laughs> it's uh, it's just all a matter of perspective, my friend. Yeah, I suppose. You don't you don't understand how far central air and insulation takes you till you don't have it, that's and then fair. you realize it's fake. Like. Your, your feeling of what is cold and hot is not reality, but it's reality for you. So that is an interesting conversation you need to have in the future. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that is interesting. You would never think of that until you moved and no, had to like, just go through it. I mean, our houses are like three steps above a tent. Like, okay, a tent, <laughs> tent is going to be like pretty much the exact same temperature inside and outside, maybe a few degrees. And then yeah. here it's like 
uh, it's, I mean, 10, 15 degree difference. So if you don't, I mean, there's like, yeah, it's, it's crazy how unprepared the people are for weather below the, you know, fifties, mm. fifties and forties. So Goodness. yeah. So look forward to, uh, letting you guys know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, on the gaming front, it's also not been super crazy. Uh, I will say I literally just finished unpacking with the misses. I played through it, and it's it was a game. <laughs> it was and a thing that we did. I did. I did. <laughs> I did not hate it. My wife did not hate it. Uh, my son did hate it. He said it was boring. Natasha liked it. Uh, Mindy and I did not like it. We both gave it a four out of ten. Mm. Um, randomly, no boxes. Four out of ten boxes filled with random crap like that's how it felt unpacking this house the boxes made no sense when you've moved as many times as we have and you open boxes and are unpacking boxes that don't make sense you're automatically like what what are we doing here this this doesn't make sense uh it you just start off on the wrong foot and then you know there's eight levels you get through the first few levels and you're painstakingly trying to get things like, like, you know, when you put books on a shelf, you, wherever, whether you start high or low from there, everything has to stair step up or down. That's just the rule. And more, most of the time, as you get closer to the outside of the bookshelf, should the, it should be the higher books. And then the shorter books go towards the center. Uh, that those rules don't apply in this game. You can put the books, as long as the books on the shelf, it can, it can look like messed up Jenga like it can be whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. and just books going everywhere so after a few levels especially for Mindy she's like wait this game is not expecting me to be really organized it's just kind of like marginally organized well forget that and so then eventually we just started putting stuff in the right areas we got to the final level and I mean your house is like double the size of anything you've done in the past it took what felt like forever to finish the last level it was like this needs to be finished and so we powered through we finished it there was a story. It was, it was okay. It, it was heartfelt, I think. And, and, and I think on some levels, anybody can connect to the story because if you've moved a number of times, if you haven't, it's like, what are we doing? Why, why, you know, in some ways, somebody will be like, why do we still have this crap? And in other ways, I'm like, oh, we still have that stuffed piggy we had in the first, you know, the first place. So, it's, it's, it can be kind of cool sometimes, but just the, I'm going to call it the unpacking physics just don't make sense. It just doesn't follow. Don't make uh, no sense. I, I literally like in the kitchen had a cup uh, in the front of a shelf and it was wrong. And so I moved it over like three spaces and it was correct. And I was like, <laughs> why? Why? So That's the game sneaky. logic... The game logic is a little persnickety. It's, and I think it's indicative of any time you pack and unpack and organize your life, it's so subjective. Like there's so many ways to do it. And so this person or these people that made the game, they had their mindset. This is what unpacking is. They couldn't make it not frustrating. No, and they couldn't. It's the nature. Exactly. It's the nature (laughs) of the game. Am I ever going to play it again? No. Am I ever going to recommend it to anyone? It's very unlikely, but I point to no. I understand why some personalities think that it's a nice game and kind of relaxing. I can also understand why people like me do not like it. Didn't hate it, but didn't like it. It's rare when we can hear the frustration in your voice when you're telling. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it it makes it worse too. Like like salt in the wound is that we get to the end and Mindy's like, you know what? 
you tried and you failed. I yet another game I don't like that we played together. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I know what you mean. One that of hurts. Days. You know what? It's three out of you ten. You work hard to get the game. You know, now you gotta it's, work hard to get another game. It's three out of ten boxes covered in duct tape. Like I, whatever. Like it lost. It <laughs> lost the point. The lowest rating he's ever given. It, it probably is. It disappointed my <laughs> wife. Therefore, it disappointed me even more. Dang. So, all right, moving on. I'm glad Patrick's not here because I know he liked it a lot. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I've just been chipping away at my favorite games: Hades, Platt, Slay the Spire, Dead Cells, uh, along with some Game Pass games that I'm not quite finished yet, but will be talking about in the future. And of course, uh, continuing to stream every most days uh and speaking of streaming it is extra live stream week yeah for the gmg stream team of chris and myself he's actually wrapping up his as we speak he has a couple more hours he uh he got 31 platinums last year and as of four o'clock this afternoon he had 33 platinums. goodness smash the goal he he smashed the goal he's gonna see how high he can get Mm. he probably won't push it next year to get higher than that because he said he was going to do an eight-hour uh, run oh, uh, yeah. during during his extra live stream. So he's going to back off in the Platinums. But man, what a what a, what a a trooper. He definitely ran into some games that had me laughing because I had already done it. Like, you know the games I told you about like that were like little stick figures, black and white, like football and avoid them. And oh, oh man, getting to relive it with Chris all over again was comical because he's just like, wait, what? This is... <laughs> Is this serious? This, <laughs> this is, is stupid. <laughs> or, or this is really hard. Lucas, tell me the cheat. You know, and and there were some of them he did legit that I was very proud of him. There were others that after a few minutes he was like, okay, I need I need the cheat. I need the the shortcut. Please tell me now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty comical. So it was very entertaining. He's uh, working on his goal. I think he's he's almost a quadruple digits. I think his goal is thirteen thirteen, and he's around nine hundred. So let's. Uh, you're not going to hear this before it's over, so I can't tell you go and support the guy. But I can tell you to find me on Twitch and support my extra live stream because Tuesday to Friday I will be streaming breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Actually, sometimes pre-breakfast and most of the time post-dinner unless you normally eat between the hours of 9 and 11 o'clock at night. But uh, I'll be streaming, be hanging out. I'll be, as I've told you guys before, be playing GMG, VGBC games, roguelike games, might be doing some multiplayer at night with Patrick or other uh, joiners and GMG people who are around. Um, you can just hit me up because I'm going to, this is going to be the first time I'm going to be night gaming four nights in a row. So, I'm in for some Rocket League. All right. I mean, I'm going to take you up on it. So you just. I am down. Do we'll it for the get kids. connected. We will do it for the, yeah, it's all for the kids. My goal is $777. So would appreciate, uh, you know, sharing, sharing a little. Of uh, that, uh, you know, them Lincolns, those hard-earned cash for the children. Lettuce. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. So I'm going to pass it on to Ronnie J. Uh, what's a new with you, my friend? Um, I actually was sitting here for a while trying to think of what I did this past week. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess just one of those weeks. Uh, I didn't do anything really out of the ordinary. Uh, I had a meeting with the wedding planner. We're, we're on to. Ooh, know, that's fun. Um yeah, it, it phase is. phase twenty. Yeah, phase one uh, one hundred and eleven A. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. It it, it was uh, it was good. Like we're actually like not like. My, one of my questions was like, are we behind like on stuff that we need to do? She's like, no, no. Honestly, like we're doing pretty good. So. Nice. 
Um, pretty much everything is booked for the most part. Now it's yeah. just kind of getting so that I, I don't know if I told you, but where we're getting married is, is a, it used to be a golf course. Um, and before that, it basically has this like old 18, 1800s, early 1900s house um, that is really cool. Uh, they've redone like the whole inside and everything. So you actually get to like stay there also like the night of the wedding, like you get the house and everything. Um, We were able to actually this past week to get that for the Friday before also. So Mm -hmm. um, she wanted to do the, uh, have the girls like stay there, you know, or something the night before. So she's, she's traditional. So I I won't be able to see her um, until, you know, until the time. But um, yeah, it was cool that we got the house before. Uh, It's a really neat, like, I think it's got like a, a pool table in it. Like it's got some arcade games and everything. Like nice. they did it like they did it awesome. Um, that's pretty much it on the life front. Uh, on the gaming front, I have almost exclusively been playing only Rocket League. Like, <laughs> all right. Uh, the, fire is, the fire is burning again. There you go. Uh, like all just right. Got, all right. Just got back into it. And it's like right now it's kind of all I want to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elden Ring died off. I really don't. Uh, just have nothing for it anymore no so did you ever did you beat that extra boss or did you I say did not, forget it, I'm it, was done with a, it like eric said it's like the hardest boss in the game and he's like are you done with are you done with elden ring and i'm like uh probably i'm not really like super he's like what we didn't beat uh whatever her name is and i'm like uh eh, i don't really care that much about that i mean <laughs> i think for some people maybe but i can walk yeah. away mid-story whatever now That's has fine. eric beaten her it's the oh yeah uh, what is her name it's uh Melina maybe or something. Yeah, or? something like that. Is this the, is that the one that the the guy with the pot on his head took down in the video? You know, Lemmy Soloer or something. Have you heard of that? I don't think I've seen that. <laughs> There's a guy that uh, he's beaten her like it, it took him like hundreds of times to master beating her. Oh, but is this now, the guy that like mastered her move sets and everything and like yeah, she even touch him. he just has a he has a pot on his head and underwear <clears throat> on yeah. his you know he just doesn't body. get touched. And he, he just takes her down. He's just like, and, and his name is Let Me Solo Her. And pretty you pretty cool. much just, you you use your ashes or whatever to summon him, and he just takes her down for you. Yeah, we uh, we went in and fought her a couple of times initially when we got there. And uh, I was like, eh, let's do this another time. But honestly, like, there's two phases, and we didn't get past the first phase. Oh, man. Yeah. So it was like, man, this seems like we need some serious work before we come back in here. And, like, that part sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's not fun. Like, I don't know if I, I don't want to go back to grinding in that game again, you know? You're the Elden Lord. You got nothing to prove. <clears throat> yeah, that's over. Like, I'm on the throne, so whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so um, on the gaming front, it's been all Rocket League. Like, and I've just been getting in. I actually haven't gotten back into any competitive at all. I've just been playing casual, and I feel like I've been having okay. like, way more fun. That's good. Yeah, it's uh, I, sometimes it's fun to play, you know, competitive, but. Uh, I don't know. When you take the fun aspect out of it and it turns into a competition, then right. it seems like less fun. Well, I haven't played it forever, so if we get to play, <clears throat> you're going to love it because I'm going to draw in all the the rusty newbie folk. It'll I'll still love it. Yeah. Yep, I'm still down. Um, like I said, I, I the fire's burning now, so I, yeah. you can probably get me for Rocket League at any time. All right. Uh, but that's it for me, honestly. Mark, how about you? Yeah, man. So things have been a little light on the uh, on the IRL side of things. Um, 
I will say that right now we are officially not for us, not for Kristen and myself, but we are on baby watch right now uh, for my my brother and sister in law. It's a good uh, thing you prefaced it with not for Kristen and I, because if you would have started the other way around, every time you've done this to us, it's like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you and Kristen? No. How can he have been more clear? It's true. He was. I'm just saying it's a good thing he was because I would have taken the bait. Yeah. And then that's what our show would have been about, probably. <laughs> that's right. New topic. <laughs> Literally haven't told you until the day our our kids come coming into the world. Baby, no. watch. <laughs> no. Uh, so it's my brother and sister in law. Um, my sister in law is at the hospital right now. Um, they're Ooh, be any time. Much, now. Yeah, they're pretty much at the point where they've induced her. Um, oh, gotcha. So it's really any time now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> So uh, at some point, we're we're wondering if um, so. His name is going to be Alan Lee. Uh, is okay. his real name? Um, he um, he's named after my father-in-law, and and so today is my father-in-law's birthday. And oh, so we're oh. wondering if he's gonna if he's gonna sneak it in on on my yeah. father-in-law's. Birthday, That'd be really cool. That would be cool. Or if he'll or if he'll show up a day late, but a few um, hours left. Yeah, hours left. He's plenty some, of time. He's got some time. Yeah, plenty I'm of wondering time. Wondering if things are just going to start rolling once, <clears throat> once the because uh, I guess she's been given the uh, the epidural already, which means I'm assuming they've already induced her. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know how the whole process works. I've never been pregnant, nor will I ever be. <laughs> so <laughs> good call. Maybe That's one probably day best. my wife will be, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, super excited for for that that is going on as we speak. Um, IRL side of things, um, it's been it's been really kind of light. We celebrated uh, my father in law's birthday uh, this past Saturday. Uh, basically, doing the same thing we always do, which is <laughs> going to La Coretta. Uh, yeah, all right. But, as is tradition, you guys are like celebrities in there. We like. are. We basically are. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that we've like. They've had us jump the line because they know us. Oh, come oh. on through. VIP, VIP. Uh, yeah. Like, it's not something where we, like, <laughs> ask them to. They're, like, they literally just, like, hey, we know you guys. Here you go. Um, like nice. we your, have, table, your table's always ready. Yeah, there's, like, a whole section. Um, there's a whole little, like, set-off area to the side in, in uh, at La Coretta, and we refer to it as the <clears throat> Whirly Suite because, like, that's – a lot of times that's where we where we all sit um so um but yeah it's just a, a regular old dinner because uh my father-in-law knew that um uh, alan was possibly coming into the world on yeah. uh, on his birthday so it's like let's just go ahead and celebrate it now so so that way we don't have to worry about it um and apparently uh rayla agrees yep um, she does she said she's with you um but uh <laughs> firmly but yeah that's been that's been pretty much on the on the ir oh and the other thing i I should mention is uh had to make another big boy decision Uh and uh had to buy a new car um because my wife's uh transmission is pretty much on its way out oh no and and it's one of those it's called a cvt transmission where it's completely sealed you don't get to go in and, and repair it um, it's completely sealed, so once it starts going, you have no choice but to replace it. Um, Yikes! And, and to replace it is more than the car is worth. So, 
uh, at that point we're like nope it's time we're gonna go ahead and trade her take in it out take it out car. back yeah. take it out bad and put it out of its misery yeah i feel like things are slowly getting like that where it's like one thing breaks and you're like well we just got to get rid of it and get another one yep so uh we have officially purchased another vehicle uh, all right yeah and and i'm i'm actually kind of sort of experimenting a little bit um which oh. normally you wouldn't really want to do with a car but corvette then yes absolutely no <laughs> um no so i don't know if you've ever heard of carvana yeah i've seen the commercials yeah so carvana if you're not familiar with it is <clears throat> is a car dealership chain where it is entirely done online um you you basically pick the car online um you do the whole process you know the uh you know sign you know doing all the paperwork and all this stuff um all the trade-in stuff everything is online and and the vehicle gets delivered to you um and there is a, a time period where it's no questions asked if if you find there's something you don't like about the car something wrong with the car anything like that you can just automatically bring it back no and they're just asked. they're just <laughs> they're just allowing us all to stay home all the time yeah yeah basically that sounds like a deal though i like that but that is uh, cool though because the worst like the dealer that i feel like a car dealership buying a car like is just like an anxiety ridden nightmare oh yeah for everybody like it's just the worst like yeah, yeah when, to, like once talk to when, those guys and once you sign that paper they're like yeah it's done yeah you're there's no going back yeah the wheels were cardboard back. the whole time yeah yep surprise yeah yeah i like that uh i like that kind of deal though with carvana it sounds like That's the cool. walmart the walmart of dealerships yeah so the experience so. was really easy and then they basically just dropped the car off at your house yeah that's awesome now now granted the car is not getting here until june 5th so it's going to be a couple of weeks but road trip uh, huh all right well yeah for them that's- it just left. They're on their way yep. from Mexico. From... That's pretty awesome, yeah. though, I feel like. It's coming from Tucson, Arizona, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you don't really just get, like, cars delivered to you, so that's, like, a big present that just comes right to you. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know those, like, those car commercials <clears throat> where they have the... the, the like the bow? The bow on the car? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's I like that. Live that. <laughs> there you go. Only oh, instead of a brand... guys here, let's go. Only instead of a brand new car, it's a 2013 Nissan Juke um all right but Still. <laughs> those are pretty yeah. cool yeah so my mother-in-law has a nissan juke and um you know kristen's gotten to drive it and everything she absolutely loves that car and we've been wanting to get either a four-wheel or all-wheel <clears throat> drive vehicle and this is an all-wheel drive vehicle so there you uh, go. so it's got the kind of sort of sportiness of like a suv kind of thing sporty coupe kind of thing um but at the same time it's all-wheel drive um so they're they're pretty nice um but yeah looking forward to to that happening um on the gaming side of things um got got to pick up and uh, start moving the needle again on uh majora's mask um beat uh one of the uh one of the temples this past weekend um and then started getting into a fetch quest that started getting a little tedious um where you like had to um basically um you you meet this character he's he's one of the fictional characters called a zora um and they're they're waterbound creatures basically well they can come up out of water but mainly they're water type creatures yeah and um at some point his zora eggs were stolen from him 
or mm. something like to, of that nature. And he's actually, what a world we live in. Yeah, and he's actually part of a band. And 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 yeah, because all of the all of the characters that so if you're not familiar with Majora's Mask, you get these masks that are inhabited by these different spirits. And there's three major masks that allow you to make transformations into the game. In the game, um, there's there's the Deku Scrub mask, which is like a woodland type creature, um, literally made out of wood, and then the Goron, which is a a fire type golem type creature, and then Zora, which is the more water esque type. And so when you use these masks, you transform into that particular type of creature. And, mm-hmm. and this particular creature, um, he plays a fishbone guitar, which is pretty sweet. Like it's literally the skeleton of a fish, but it's, yeah. it's shaped like a guitar. Um, but uh, yeah, he's had these Zora eggs that have been stolen from him, and you have to go retrieve them. And you have to retrieve these eggs in bottles, where if you if you're familiar with Zelda games, you can you can acquire bottles that help you store things like, you know, potion or milk or anything like that to be able to revive your magic meter or, or health or what anything. You like can that. do milk. I've only done like fairies. That was yeah. always my go-to back in the day, but yeah, I didn't do milk. Like, actual... is it blue milk? Do you get it from the, some kind of sea creature that's really huge and has like m- multiple places from which to get the blue milk nope nope it's not you drink uh, it and get a blue milk mustache it's not one of those octo creatures that luke likes is uh, it from uh, the fairies no <laughs> <laughs> I'll milk the fairies. i'm a fairy greg can you milk me <laughs> um no these are actual cows that you can get oh, the milk okay. from yeah. fair enough actual digital cows. wasn't yes. expecting that yes actual cows um, uh-huh. but, uh, but yeah, they have health, health, health reviving properties like the fairies do. Oh, um, okay. But, uh, but yeah, so you have to retrieve these <laughs> eggs and you have to retrieve them in these bottles. And I only have one bottle. And so, oh no, yeah, tediousness it, it, commences. The, the whole tedious fetch quest is, is annoying. Um, but you're like the guy, you're like the guy in the, what is it? The relay race when you're taking the egg with the spoon yes. and you're just like running and running. Hold on. Can I get there? Oh, I dropped it. Let me go get it again. Only you have to do this seven times. Seven times. <laughs> oh my gosh. That sounds rough. Um, but Why I'm, didn't you, did you look up something to find more bottles? I, I, I did, but like, I was like, I don't want to do all that. I think you should have. Yeah. Well, at this point I've gotten four out of the seven. So how long did that take you? like an hour hour and a half okay. hour and a half so you got another hour hour and a half to go yeah so yeah. all right i'm gonna try and do it as quickly as possible but um but yeah so i'm in fetch quest mode but otherwise i'm still still having fun with it i, I still think this this kind of ranks low on my zelda list um just because i don't care for the time mechanic well how does uh, that work with the time mechanic because you don't have that long to you have to make sure you start out on the first day, basically. Yeah. Um, you have to revert, you know, go back in time to start and have plenty of time to do that. Start like, retrieving them eggs. Yeah. You're like, like blown by people. You're like, I can't talk to you right now. I got to go get seven eggs. Okay, yep. shut up. Yep. No time. No time. Must get eggs. Yeah. Um, but no, like the the temple that I beat this weekend, like I beat that on the third and final day with like three minutes to spare. 
So I was like speed running this temple, um, but I made it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like the time mechanic of it. I do not like it. Um, but it's not like adventure of link levels to where I want to rage quit. Gotcha. So, so, so it, it, we keep on moving with it. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Friday night played some more Fortnite with uh, with uh, Watson and uh, a guy by the name of PT Stress. He's a that's his streamer name on Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, he's a good guy and had a lot of fun uh, playing with those guys. Um, honestly, like the new season of Apex started a week ago. Haven't touched it. What have not? Who are you? It. Who are you? And what you have you done with Mark? And. Honestly, Sometimes it's just a brighter fire. Well, well so. honestly, part of it is because, uh, you know, I, I haven't been able to squat up with anybody. Um, you know, uh, Pat and, and Justin have, have had a full squad with, uh, I think it's Justin's brother. <laughs> it's either brother or cousin. I'm, tr I'm trying to remember now. Ah, brother, uh, cousin. Yeah, brother. Um, yep. <laughs> What's up, my brother? Um, but, but yeah, so they've had a full squad, so it just hasn't, just hadn't happened. Um, but yeah, have have not even touched the new season, the new character or anything like that. Um, Ooh. but I have been in Fortnite and I've actually been kind of enjoying that more than Apex. Um, but I'm sure that might change. Um, but also on the gaming side of things, I played a new battle Royale on Sunday um, there is a game based on the Vampire the Masquerade series, if you've ever heard of that. Mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a game called Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. And uh, it just hit um, PS5. Um, it was on PC before, I think, in like beta and stuff like that. But they just dropped it on consoles. Um, and it's a, you know, very much a battle royale that has much more of an emphasis on verticality. Um, because being a, a vampire, you've got these like special powers where you've got heightened abilities to to climb walls and and jump buildings and stuff like that. Um, but um, so yeah, it's very much is everybody the same. Like, does everybody start with the same thing? Like, everybody's a vampire. Well, you're all different. There's different classes. There's different um, oh, characters okay. you can play as um, that have different abilities that you can choose from. Um, but uh, I decided to uh, ask my buddy and our friend, uh, Mr. Chris McCracken, uh, since I knew he was getting into the game, um, if he wanted to play. So I played with him and another gentleman on Sunday. And it, it's going to take some time. It would take some time for me to, to learn like how to play the game well. But I had fun playing it. Hmm. Um you know, it's got a lot of the same battle royale mechanics where, it, you know, your your consumables are basically like blood bags or syringes um, in order to bring your health back. Um, and you can level up certain um, aspects of your character by basically uh, finding humans on the street and you can go up to them and basically suck their blood. And that that mm -hmm. gives your character a buff. Um depending on the kind and, and you have like this ability, there's like different color. Um, like if you, there, there's like the sense that you put out and it, it basically has a color coded system to where it's like, if you get the orange one, then it buffs this type of ability. Or if you get the blue one, it get, it buffs this type of ability. And it just depends on which one you want to buff faster. Um, 
Now, if you if you do that and suck somebody's blood out in the open and in front of other humans, then basically what they call the masquerade, where you're you're hiding being a vampire, um, you basically get outed and you <laughs> you get revealed on the map for a certain amount of time. Um, and so you have to be careful about where you're going, consuming blood and everything like that. Um, but yeah, you have special abilities. And of course there's the typical battle Royale stuff of armor that you can, that you can get and, um, different types of weapons and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but it's, I mean, it's fun and it's enjoyable. Um, I still think I like Fortnite and Apex better, but, but I was having a lot of fun with it. Um, but uh, I think that is pretty much it for me. I think that's, I think I've about covered it. Okay. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to make sure I f- didn't forget anything else. Yeah, you don't want to forget. Yep. It's important to remember everything. Yep, because you know, once in a blue moon, things tend to slip my mind. Speaking of moons, we're going to be talking about some moon night. Because we're going to be recapping episodes five and six, because that's our topic. Moon Knight, episode recap. That's it, folks. That's right. We're going to be uh, we're going to be talking about the last couple of episodes of Marvel's Moon Knight, um, sort of uh, winding things down. And uh, let me tell you, I I absolutely love this last couple of episodes. Um, you know, we'll, we'll go into, into a little bit of specifics, um, just, just bare minimum story beats. Um, now, obviously if you have not watched Moon Knight at all, or the last couple of episodes, put us on pause, go back and watch it, check it out, come on back and then listen to it. Listen to us, uh, gab about it. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, when we left off. Uh, going from episode four into episode five, there was kind of that jarring uh, event where all of a sudden, you know, uh, Mark was was shot to death twice yep. by Arthur Harrow. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves in this uh, insane asylum uh, where we're made to think that, you know, all of all of what Mark and Stephen have gone through is just all a part of, of his mental illness and he's been dreaming all of this up and uh, they try to escape and you find that Mark and Steven are two different people and, and then all of a sudden they turn a corner and there's uh, Taweret, uh, the giant hippo goddess and then that's where we kind of come in from there. Um, and, and we find out that, uh, this is basically a, uh, Mark is basically Mark and, and Stephen's manifestation of, of, a means of comprehending the Egyptian afterlife, um, yep. which, which we discover is one of many in this, in this Marvel universe. Uh, there are several, um, you know, ancestral or astral planes, planes of existence or afterlives, uh, they they happen to mention mention the the uh, ancestral plane, which is Black Panther's afterlife, mm-hmm. uh, which was which was very interesting. Um, but then we start going through this this idea that um, you know Mark is very much dead, um, and he has this ability. They're they're sailing over this boat or on this boat over the duat, the Egyptian duat, the 
the the the basically the desert of the dead um and in order to pass into their you know good afterlife their heaven if you will um their scales need to be balanced and and when we find that their their scales are not balanced there's there's some unresolved things that they need to do in order to try and balance the scales yep. and so um and no surprise Mark and Steve's hearts are not balanced. Yep. And so most of the episode is the journey to reach that balance. So, so what did you guys think of this, of this introduction, the way that, uh, the way that we jumped into things and this, this introduction to the afterlife and to wear it and all of those things, what, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I, I jumped in loving it. Um, in, in this episode five, uh, at the end of episode four, I was like, is that Gloria from Madagascar? Like I was totally <laughs> just thrown off and be like, what is happening right now? I'm like, clearly this is not real life. So, uh, any doubts I had in episode four that he was, you know, crazy in an actual mental institution. I was like, no, that's not happening. This is all in his head. It's his mind palace as it were. Um, and so I really, I, I mean, I really thought it was, uh, a little, interesting dive into the psyche and the mind of uh mark and you know partially steven as well uh, i really got um sherlock vibes in the later episodes later seasons of sherlock where yeah. he goes into his mind palace when he has kind of these mental fights with family with enemies um and it kind of reveals his history it reveals their personalities and you kind of had the same thing here with mark and and steven and i i just I really enjoyed this, uh, just really dive into the history. It really, and it, it gave us the origin story that, you know, Pat's been champing at the bit for. And, and I think a lot of people have wanted, okay, what is, what is really going on? Um, you know, there were some really cool revelations and, and I thought this one was an, an emotional banger, like just really hitting you, pulling at the heartstrings, really hitting in the psyche of, you know, what makes, you know, Moon Knight and, you know, I guess the guys who, are fighting as Moon Knight, what makes them tick. So sure. I liked it. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I initially, when they were back in the insane asylum and there's just back and forth going on, I'm like, man, when are they going to get out of here? Uh, <laughs> like, I'm one of those people like, like, when is the action? Where's like, where is this? Where's the action happening on this show? Um, however, we basically learn more in that episode than we learn in all of the other ones. Like yeah. they answer yeah. a ton of questions just with that dialogue between uh the two of them it it was it was good i, I think it, it was good to get like a lot of that backstory that we didn't have this whole time yeah absolutely to to me episode five is is the best episode of the of the series hands down for sure yeah um just because of of the depths that they go to you know you find out that um that mark had a brother that that passed away um, when he was a kid that drowned. And, yeah. And, uh, and, and you find out that is, that is the beginning of a huge source of trauma in his life. Right. Um, well, not only the death of his, of his brother, but the abuse by his mom. Right. And, and the hate that he receives from her as kind of the way of her shifting her despair, shifting her grief and, pretty much just blaming Mark who, who knew better, but at the same time he was a child and, 
he they just wandered into an area where they shouldn't have been and it was all a big accident but unfortunately yeah it shows and it was really cool how they journeyed through the house and kind of showed the step-by-step process of it all happening you know culminating with being in uh, mark's room and seeing the birth of steve the psyche of stephen like stephen grant being kind of born he does the little eyes in the back of his head and then all of a sudden starts talking with a british accent it was a like, props to the kid. He must have gotten acting tips from uh, Poe po Dameron from uh, Oscar Isaac because he did he did a fine job as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, with that being said, that it was really rough though. Also, oh like, yeah, that story was like heartbreaking for sure. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, like I can't even begin to now. Obviously, I haven't I haven't gone through that kind of trauma, um, so I can't understand as a parent you know, going through something like that where your mind is. But like, I would like to think that I would never, like if that happens, you know, my kids are playing and something happens. It's not like my, my one son tried to kill the other son. Yeah. And like, I would never sit there and blame him, him for that. Yeah. That was really rough. Yeah. And some of that might be, you know, mental illness a lot of times is, is hereditary. Um, and, and so some of that brokenness that was in his mom, you know, may have combined with the trauma of, of losing his brother and all that kind of stuff. And his, and his mom just abusing him terribly. Um, you know, it was like a perfect storm of things. Uh, yeah. I was thinking, however, that it was the other way around mm -hmm. that I thought Mark would be like the made up side. Oh really? I, yeah, because I guess yeah. like it it made me believe that like towards the beginning of the show, like he's the one like chaining his leg up and everything, and like like seemingly being like in, in control. But as it turns out, like no, he's definitely the made up side. Yeah, and I thought so, that was a I thought that was a cool like revelation. Even yeah. though I felt like I already <clears throat> like I already felt like it was the other way around. So when Stephen discovers like that was a cool moment when Stephen's like, I'm not real. Like I'm. I'm yeah. fictitious. Like when he has that revelation, that was, that was heartbreaking for one, but for yeah. two, it was a cool reveal from a different perspective. Like it didn't like, I wasn't like, Oh my gosh, he's not real. It's like, Oh, finally you discovered you're not, you're fake. <laughs> so, but it was still a really cool moment. Uh, it was, yeah, really well done. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, just going through the, the different, uh, different things. Like um, it was really interesting. They, they, they go into that one room where, uh, you know, it's it's all of the bodies, all the people that Moon Knight has killed. Um, yeah. And and the fact that Mark, like, he knows them all. Like, he's, like, naming, like, oh, London. Oh, such and such a place. Like, yeah. And and Mark's, like, you can tell that he's, he's not the complete evil person that Stephen thought he was. Where he's, like, yeah. you know, have you ever tried taking a life? You, you won't forget that. Um, and, and so you can, you see there, he's just not this complete animal. Um, yeah. and, and what was interesting was that the one, one person that could leave the room was, was Randall, Randall Spector, his brother. Um, now I'm really hoping if there is a season two, which who knows if there is, they had, nobody's committed at this point. So who knows? Well, and they've pointed the other direction yeah. for the most part, yeah. officially. Um, if there is a season two, 
in the comics, Randall Specter actually plays a part later on as a, as another villain for for Mark, and and so it would be interesting if somehow Randall survived the drowning and became this particular person. Yeah, I don't I don't personally think that would be a good idea, just based on the impact that his brother's death had on the first season. To me, that would take away, and it would be so cliche like oh you did you didn't see him die so he can still live like that's that death is so important and it's much more important you know in the comics from what i've read uh that's not the death that causes him to split so right you know them making it in the mcu making it in this series the the turning point the hinging point i think would necessitate then that randall shouldn't actually be a mysteriously alive somehow yeah and survived it but you know they'll do what they want but I don't, I don't, I don't see that as a good choice. I see that more as a something that would be forced. Fair and, enough. Uh, find another way to, you know, whatever, whatever Randall's, you know, uh, he represents a certain perspective and a certain attitude. You can find other characters, bring other characters in to represent that. Sure. But, yeah. yeah, and they, and they've they've uh, they've already been, you know, repurposing characters, so it wouldn't be the first time, right? They repurposed a character. Um, he's a, he's a character in the comics called Shadow Knight. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's actually, um, also taken under what's called the cult of Khonshu. Um, and he has a lot of the same powers as, as Moon Knight, only evil. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they, if they do that or they just decide to leave it alone. Um, but, and then of course we, we get to, yeah, what, what is the, the true origin story uh, of of how he becomes Moon Knight and, and yep. the fact that um, his partner was his his old commanding officer Bushman Bushman Raoul Bushman, um, and basically Bushman turned on him and just decided to leave no survivors. Which uh, he wasn't his commanding officer in the, in the comics, but but that's pretty much the storyline. That is pretty much his his origin. Um, the idea was to steal some of the stuff uh, from from the tomb uh, that they were at, and things went sour. And Bushman just decided to kill everybody, and uh, Mark was the point of death. Yep, Layla's dad was one of them. Yep, Layla's dad was one of them in this case, um, and uh, who we find out is in the field of reeds. So that's nice. Um, later on in episode six, um, but we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and that's how, uh, Khonshu ends up kind of manipulating Mark, knowing that he is not number one on the point of death and number two, uh, a broken person, uh, to the point where he, he's able to take him on as his, his avatar and everything. Um, so congrats, Pat. You get your you get your uh you get your origin story. <laughs> yeah. Pat would probably say too little too late, but we'll save his opinion for uh later on. <laughs> yep. Yep, absolutely. Um and and so from there we get to the point, you know, of course the whole just terrible trauma of of Mark's abusive relationship with his mother and everything, and then you find out and and this hurts too because you know at the very beginning of the of the season, you know, uh, Stevens like calling his mom and and 
you know, talking about his life and everything. And then you find out his mom died two months ago. Yeah. He was talking to nobody. He's just talking, talking to nobody. on his phone to a dial tone. Yeah. Laters, gators. And, and that was interesting how they did that in the, <laughs> uh, in the, uh, the mind palace, whatever the insane asylum thing where, um, Harrow being the the psychiatrist, he's like, here, let me call, let me call Doctor uh, uh, or Mrs. Uh, Grant. Let me see if uh, you know we can we can get her on the phone here. And he hands the phone to her, and all it is is just a dial tone. And then that's when you find out that she she had died, and and Mark had attempted to go to her. Um, I think it's called a yeah. shiva, yeah, um, which mm-hmm. is the Jewish form of a of a funeral. <laughs> Yeah, uh, awake or uh, yeah, um, yeah, and healing, uh, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't even go inside. Yeah, um, and and just completely breaks down and and all of that and just a completely heart wrenching episode. A For whole sure. thing to see. And Oscar Oscar Isaac acts his butt off in this yeah. in this episode. Yeah, it does. Yeah, he really was incredible. Um, this was another really just heartfelt moment, um, not just to see like where, how uh, Stephen Grant reemerges again for like what was more current with the show uh, and what led to what we started with in episode one. But, but also it gives, it gives a heart to heart chance for Mark and Stephen where Stephen's like, it's okay. Like you are, you did not deserve that. It's not your fault. And like really just, just really trying to lift up and hold up uh, who's essentially his brother. Like at this point, I feel like the brothers sure Steven's not real, but he's still a part of Mark that is real. I mean, he is real to Mark though. I mean, yeah, exactly. And so them to have those conversations and to really, you know, I, I wish it would work like that. But most of the time in real life, when people have multiple personalities, it doesn't work like that. Your personality yeah. actually really works against you. But I'm glad in this they brought some redemption to, to them. They really, they brought a lot of redemption, not just some redemption. Yep. And then when they do that, they take it all away. Yep. Just in time to kill them off for a little bit. Yep. Toss uh, them into the do it. Yeah. And turn it into sand. Yep. That was that was a difficult moment. Now I knew they weren't gonna, they weren't gonna have him gone for very long. No. But. Um, Still, it was like a bing bong moment in, yep. uh, from inside out where they kill off the imaginary friend. Yep. Mm. But uh, yeah, just that whole scene where like even where Steven starts gaining this confidence, like if I'm you, then I can do the same things you can do. Right. And so like all of a sudden he's able to fight. Uh, yep. He's able to handle handle all these like sand beings that start jumping on the ship. Um, and, uh, and he knocks one right off the ship and yep. goes with it. Yep. And goes turns overboard. to sand. Yep. Mark screams, his heart balances, and he, avi- he arrives bittersweetly at the field of reeds. Yep. reeds. Yep, and then that's how we end episode five and going right into episode six. Did you guys have a rating for episode five? I'm curious. I gave it a <clears throat> nine out of ten. Uh, I would actually second that, um, especially in, in this show. I definitely think episode five was the best episode. I mean, yep. like I don't think there was a lot of question there for me. Yep. This puts it at the 10 over 10. 10 out of 10. 10 over 10? Yes, 10 over 10. Yes. 10's all around. Yep. 10's around. Yes. All right. 10 over 10 or 1 if you'd like. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. One, one out of one. <laughs> one out of one stars. Um, but uh, yeah, jumping right into episode six, um, where you know gods and monsters. Yep. We get to see we get to see some major kaiju fight, kaiju god fighting. Yeah. Um, this is when it gets comic book again, yep. and you're like, "Yep, we're watching a comic book show. No doubts here." But uh, yeah, so um, right back into things. Harrow gets the uh, Ushabti of of Amit and uh, is able to free Amit. Uh, and and from there, um, all of the avatars for uh, the different gods get, get killed because Harrow... Get wiped out. Yep, <laughs> get get taken out by Amit. And, that was easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, you know they start going to town. They start to, and you see a little bit of that in in the preview in episode five, um, where like yeah, all well you souls... see you see, yeah you see where Harrow's already slamming down his cane. Like yeah. when they go back and try to make it more parallel, they show him just walking around, slamming the thing down and like sucking like a dozen souls. And yep, yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's yeah. it happens fast, which well, it has to because the entire episode is only forty two minutes long. Yeah. That's, that's with the 15 minutes of credits. So they got to be like, come on, guys. We got we got 30 minutes to work with. So let's get it's moving. Souls. This is this is this is the gripe that I have yep. with all of the Disney Plus shows, especially messed up. This way one. too short. Like, like y'all could have made this like 10 episodes and it would have been great. Like you really didn't need to to rush this. And and even though I loved episode six. It was rushed. It was absolutely rushed, yeah. um, and and you could tell just how quickly he's like, okay, we got to get from point A to point B, and and like man, like it needed a little bit more time to breathe. Um, but in, in the face of all, for some reason, it's just all of the Disney Plus shows, they rush it in the in the very last episode. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that is that they get. They feel like they have to abruptly land the plane. I think it's because they take their sweet time on episodes one through four. Yeah, yeah. But like, and then they're like, "Oh shoot, we only have two episodes. Let's back, just do back. this. Hurry, let's go." Then make it longer, guys. Like, yeah, I don't understand I don't... why. Why we got to do that? But regardless, here we are, and um, you know, uh, do you think? Do you think there's a chance that they had some extra stuff in it and? When it all was said and done, they were like, I think we went, I don't know if too big is the right word, but I, I felt like there was already in the 42 minutes we watched, it was really fun. Um, but at times it, I found it to be almost nonsensical in terms of like the, the fighting logic or the, you know, the Kaiju logic, you know, all the things they rushed into, it was just like, Whoa, this is a lot. And I can't imagine if they would have added 10 minutes and just added more crazy stuff. Maybe it was too much, and they were just like, oh, "We need to dial it back. We're we're trying to do too much in all this time." I don't know. I'm just I'm guessing because it really doesn't make any sense that every episode was. I feel like every episode was 45 minutes or more. Yeah, they were long. Like they were. This one was longer consistently. Yeah, and then the last episode was like they the just shortest off. out of all of them. All of all. Of the yeah, shows. exactly. It, did, it didn't make any sense. It's like yeah. 42 minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was I don't. I don't get. I don't get it. But nope. But in any case, like I said, here we are, and um, and here so we um, here we are. So Mark is like, no, I, I'm not gonna let Stephen just sit there, and while I while I bask in this field of reeds, I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be with him. 
Somehow. And it's easy to go back. You just got to turn around. Yep. Yep. Turn he's like, around. He's like, nope, I don't want this. And yeah. like, okay. Um, well, you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Instant sand. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so he, he, he stays with, uh, with Steven, but ultimately their, their two hearts, if you will, become one essentially. Yep. And, and so that's how he's able to free Steven from, from the duot. And then of course, Tawaret comes in with the, <laughs> with the boat and somehow curtails the giant wave of sand with the boat but yeah i mean it's a powerful boat pretty cool yeah 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 it was (laughs) but uh but yeah they're able to escape through the the gate of osiris and get back to things all while uh harrow has officially released amit um and and then uh on the in the same right layla uh has Layla. layla layla has at first, she tries to go after Hera. She tries to. She's going to kill him, basically, because yeah. she, because he killed Mark um, and Stephen. Um, but Tawaret starts communicating and through dead bodies. Through dead bodies, which was hilarious. I absolutely <laughs> loved that. And whoever that actor was that they got crazy, to, that they got to to play the dead <clears> guy as Tawaret was was spot on. Was hilarious. It- I'm going to say it was borderlines like SNL skit. Yeah. Like it was just like, am I watching an SNL skit right now? Or is this, yeah. is this for real? Yeah, uh, it was so, outrageous. Cause everything had been like serious up to that point. Yeah. And then it was like all of a sudden, Hey, what are you doing? No, don't do it. You can just come back. It'll be fine. Like she's just all like trying to be sweet. And like the people's faces are like all bloody. And yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that MCU humor coming. coming yeah. In. It definitely was doing some of that MCU humor for sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, she at first is trying to pursue Harrow, but then she decides uh, not to do that and go after Khonshu and free him. And at first, Khonshu's like, give me the body. And she's like, nah, nah, I don't want to do that. Which I, I had wondered, like, when they dropped that, the fact that he was supposedly interested in her as his next avatar, I was like, yeah, they're definitely coming back to that at some point. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad she she stuck her ground and was like, nah, you're you're not. Yeah, I'm going to have to say I didn't like this part. I felt it did not fit where Layla's character was like the trajectory of her character, because it was clear she was not over her father's death. And when she was talking with Mark in episode four and really like uh, almost was pretty much saying, "I'll, I'll accept I'll become Moon Knight. And he didn't really get a chance to help transition her out of that. And I feel like afterwards, after he died and her going after Haro, that was clear. She wanted revenge still. And so when Khonshu offered and she's like, Mark didn't trust you. I'm like, that's true. But you've lost something here that you had like not that long ago. And I feel like if instead of her just rejecting, if she would have accepted and then somehow Amit and Haro would have interrupted that from happening and, and, and almost like, uh, you know, kind of in delaying the inevitable. And then from there, Mark could come back and then, you know, Khonshu could be like, oh, never mind, my original dude's back. I think that would have been more believable than I didn't buy that Layla was just like, oh, no, I don't want any part of that. I'm like, see, yeah, you do. You want revenge. See, I knew she wanted revenge, but at the same, as at the same time, I totally get her not wanting to do that. Like, and especially 
him, uh, Steven telling her, I think it was episode, was it episode five? No, it was episode four. No, it was episode four. Episode when they, four. When they had the scream, not, not scream match, but they, she was like, she was angry. Yeah. But they had an argument. Yeah. But before that, when when Steven basically tells her that Khonshu wants her as his avatar. So she yeah. knew. She knew ahead of time that's what he wanted. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think she had time to, to stew over. Yes, she wanted revenge. But what she wanted to get Khonshu out for was to somehow get Khonshu to, to fix this not and not involve her in this. Yeah. Now... Like when, bring Mark back kind of deal. Right. Now, when Tawarit came into play, she was a little bit more accepting of that. Right. So I think I think that's the difference is... is Yeah. It still just, didn't... I, I didn't personally buy it, but, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I get it. But, uh, but yeah, eventually she does go, decide to go with uh, Tawarit as... Uh, as her, uh, you know, she she takes over as, um, you know, the avatar and everything, and she becomes the Scarlet Scarab. Uh, Which I'm gonna again. I gotta. I'm oh, I'm gonna man. be honest. This was really cool, but at the same time, this made no sense. You got a hippo lady avatar, and Layla pops out with wings, and in a really like bird-like costume and then is the scarlet scarab these are three different animals and it does not make any sense how it mixes all together well, i'm no, like give her a, give a wings. give her a give her a, yeah but they don't look like a bird's wings they look very different there's like there's like uh it's bug wings versus bird wings so uh, i think to me the whole like, like visual wings, combo it doesn't it doesn't and when you look at the scarlet scarab in the comics i mean i don't expect them to do one-to-one or anything but is totally different. So like oh, yeah, they were they, taking a they were taking a lot of artistic liberties in this. And sure. to me, it didn't because because each of the avatars and their gods, they had like visual similarities that connected them. Like like Khonshu had his wrappings, and then of course Moon Knight had his wrappings. And so Layla pops up and she's got this like sleek, you know, fine fitting winged suit. I'm like, what's that got to do with a hippo? Like I would have wanted her to maybe be a little beefier, give her a little hippo booty or Maybe some big teeth. Okay, maybe really? not the big teeth. No, but I would want something. <laughs> I would I would want her to have more of a focus on strength and and some more like a superhuman strength as opposed to the wing thing. Like it was all about the wings. And well, she was she had, tough. Yeah. Sure, she was tough, but that I think that would have matched better if it would have been about that. The wings yeah. were I found the wings to be distracting. And I was just like, why are we she could have just changed adding like, this? to the color of a hippo? Of sure. Hippo. Like, yeah, when like, kind of like Colossus, like when he turns gray metal, when he's blocking stuff like that would have been kind of cool if she would have turned like a stone color. I don't know. I, That's I've never something that I didn't get it like that. Yeah, I just I must be a weirdo. But well, this just, is a hippo that threw has me off. human hands. So just saying that is weird. Sure. But she doesn't have wings. And she's called the Scarlet Scarab. Which if there was a hippo is a, running around with insect. human hands in the middle of the battle, I well, think we would all probably not be as excited. Yeah. Maybe. So they had been basically hinting at this the entire season. Right. Um, they had been calling her Little Scarab. And if you noticed on uh, episode four, the very end, um, if you looked at the little Band-Aid that she had on her finger, there was a little picture of a, of a red drawing of a scarab on, yeah. on the Band-Aid. Um, so, I think they should, they should have made up a new superhero. 
Like, yeah. I don't know why they had to shoehorn in Scarlet Scarab, because when you look at the history and the look of the Scarlet Scarab, there's like no connection. Oh, yeah. There's no connection whatsoever. It's complete. It's it's I don't know. It was kind of a, a lazy connection. Make up a new name. I don't know, like Hippo Princess or Gloria's Gators. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I liked I liked her outfit. <laughs> I liked her powers. And that I was OK yeah. with that. Yeah, it was uh, pretty cool when she like kind of flew in, just started. Like, oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Taking it to him. That was awesome. Yeah. She was Wonder Woman like like she was really cool. Yeah. And when she, she did, did that okay. when she did that uh, that that Egyptian girl like talked to her during the fight and she's like, Are you Egyptian? Like just kind of like that. That's right. I'm an Egyptian hero, superhero, woman. <laughs> yeah. That was a that was a cool moment. Yeah, she did Wonder sure. Woman better than Wonder Woman did in that Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> yep. With that I've heard that. I haven't ugly, seen it, but I've heard that, that. Ugly, ugly costume. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna leave that alone. But yeah, so Back to things on, uh, you know, we get to see the monster, fu- the god fight between uh, Amit and uh, and Khonshu, yeah. which, man, this city has been through a ton of stuff. Like, they've seen, like... They've seen it all. Yeah, like, the stars have literally just started randomly, you know, yeah. going... Spinning mile, around spinning everywhere. Spinning around, on, and, and now these giant gods are fighting each other on the pyramids, and... Yeah. Um, and... and and Amit basically pulls a Rita Repulsa to make my monster grow. And <laughs> when she starts eating more souls, she starts growing bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, um, which which was hilarious, but at the same time, cool. I think. But that's. Me. I don't think I was. I like. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting like a giant lady gator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what the all the statues showed her as a gator, and they I were know. talking about I, how I, she's an alligator. Yeah, it is, I know. I it guess is I weird, didn't expect though. exactly that, though. The animals with the Egyptian hair is strange. Like yeah. seeing Amit as this full sized gator, and then this long, like this long flowing hair, and she's talking got, like, in this features. very she diva like the crocodile voice. From Hook. <laughs> yeah, <You're> like tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Yeah, yeah, and hey. I mean, she she comes out and she's. She, you know, she elects Haro as her avatar. Uh, Khonshu at this point fails to get Layla and then starts fighting. And he gets his butt handed to him. Like yeah. she is lighting yeah, him up. She's roughing him up for sure. Roughing him up big time. Take him to the woodshed as it were. Yeah. Yeah. I like, honestly, I like Amit's um, design in this because if you've ever seen pictures of the comics Amit or the Egyptian, the actual Egyptian mythology <laughs> Amit, man, that thing's ugly. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought they, I thought they did a good job, and I thought, I thought Ahmed looked good. I will say, I feel like this is where more logic it just doesn't, it just doesn't compute because Ahmed uh, hands Kanshu his butt or whatever, however that phrase goes, and then starts sucking souls and grows bigger. That all makes sense to me, but then you know, Mark and Steve come back. Uh, what's his face? Khonshu has his avatars. And then all of a sudden he can grow big. And I'm like, wait, how are you growing big? Like, are you sucking souls? Are you, it's just because Mark and Steve are there because Amit has Haro. So she clearly didn't need souls to grow big. So this is where it's like, okay, we're just shoehorning this. As much as I like the Kaiju fight, I like the, the big battles. It again, Marvel, I, I think Marvel is known for making things logical or making things connected and make sense and this did not make sense to me this felt like we need a big moment let's have them fight like the power rangers and make a big mess 
So like one of those mega fights. Yeah. And it was cool. But again, it, that's not how to me, Marvel has been in the past when they have that stuff happen. Everything has a, a reason and a purpose and a, and a foundation. And this did not, it was just like, Hey, Amit sucking souls. And well, somebody else has to grow big to fight Amit. So it's going to be conscious. And disagree. he grows big and fights. I disagree there. And, and okay. the reason I disagree, convince me, bear in mind what Khonshu did when he, when Mark came back, he turned it into night. His powers right. are elevated by the moon. It was already nighttime when they were doing that. No, it was daytime. It mm. was daytime when he met up with Khonshu. Okay. And then he turns it into night. Which is what causes the you know the ability for number one. There's totally a Batman eighty nine moment where where Moon Knight goes flying up in the air and you see yeah. his silhouette with his cape in the moon. So his powers are elevated when the moon is out. Right. There you go. I mean, did I they guess... describe that in the show that it's elevated when yes. the moon is out. Yes, they did. Okay, I guess I missed that part. It was in passing. Then they did not do a good job. At- <clears throat> I don't rem- I, I just don't remember. And they definitely didn't do it in episode part. six. I thought they you could summon the suit whenever. There should have been a, you know, Marvel's known again for they'll they treat you like you're five years old sometimes and they'll explain stuff and they just well, why I mean this is again if they would end in that means that, moon that night. Does make, so I mean, I that guess. does make sense. <laughs> I mean, I guess it just doesn't it's still it just doesn't it, I don't think it was, I don't think it was situation. done well. It wasn't done well. So in my opinion. Okay. Well but agree to disagree. Yep. Yeah, I, I just don't. I think I missed when they like when there was an explanation or anything said about that. Like I didn't know that it was only at night. So for me, that didn't. I almost like when he changed it over to night. It's like uh, we will fight in the shade. Then <laughs> put on your moon glasses. It's time to fight. But uh, but yeah, and then of course we get into the the big old fight and everything with. Uh, with you know Khonshu and Amit, and then also uh, both Moon Knight and Mister Knight, Stephen yep. and Stephen and trading uh, back and that, forth. And that was Mark. awesome. Yeah, that, that was, was really awesome. cool. I loved that. That was my favorite part. I think of the whole series was when they were fighting like together. Yeah, um, I love going back cool. and forth with 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 Harrow and and Layla's there, and and she's fighting all these guys and, and stuff like that. And and um, that was a real war. Yeah. Um, now one other gripe I will say about this and, and as we're drawn to the end, again, going back to, we're rushing it. Um, the whole scene where, where Harrow's got, um, Mark pinned down and it seems like he's in a real tough spot. And then all of a sudden we go blackout mode and then the, the the tide is turned. They did it again. We don't know how, but it's turned. It's like we don't know how, but we do know how. And I, I wish in that case they would that's when That's when you show it, right? That's when Jake Lockley should have come out. Yeah, exactly. Um Yeah. And and so they just decided to do a, another blackout and they're like they're all like, What was that? It felt like, that it felt a little lazy. Yeah. It felt a little lazy to be like, We're not gonna still reveal it. We're just gonna <laughs> Voila, all of a sudden it's like it's like automatic win. It's like where do you earn how do you earn the win? Like it, in episode five, sure, they did the mental, emotional, like, resolution. But in this one, it was just like, well, at least you always have Jake to to bail you out. Yeah. And so that one did feel a little cheap. I did like the fight, too. 
you know, back and forth between Mr. Knight and, and Moon Knight. Haro at times was <clears throat> not a very convincing villain because he just looked the same, except he could, he was a little stronger. Yeah. He still had his, he had his wicker sandals on and had his, his little staff and was doing stuff, but he, I don't know. He just, he was creepy though. I mean, he, he was, was creepy. creepy. He was, I was, he was hoping really he was going to get like a, like almost a power up suit, like Moon Knight. Moon something, Knight, yeah. something yeah. to like over to show, Hey, I'm the avatar of Amit. You know, he didn't have to have like long dreads like Ahmed or get a long face like a crocodile or anything. Just also back to, to this that. Jake guy. Did they actually yeah. mention the name Jake throughout this whole thing? Or do we only know because of what's in the comics? At the very end, they definitely mentioned his name. Yep. At the very po- end. Post credits. Gotcha. Post credit scene. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, I don't know if we're I not there. That, don't, honestly. don't rush, Ronnie. <laughs> but uh, don't rush like the show did. Okay. You yeah. take your time. Yep. We got to take our time. My bad, everybody. But, uh, you know, <laughs> obviously you find out throughout this episode the, the one way that they have to stop Amit is to use Harrow as a Yushabti. Instead of trapping her in in the statue little thing, you're basically using Harrow as the statue. And then yeah. at that point, you have to kill Harrow, and then that's how you kill, kill Amit. But... Um, and so we get to that point where, you know, Layla and Mark, they've got this this spell thing that they're doing and they trap Amit um, and Mark has the point where you know he can go ahead and kill Harrow and Amit but he ultimately decides no I'm not I'm not doing this I, I held up my end of the bargain you free me and you figure it out do it yourself and and so we think that you know Kanshu holds up his end of the bargain and and he he's officially Mark is officially free. Um mm-hmm. and then of course it it ends with Mark and Steven back in their bed at, at home and everything and um you know that familiar Engelbert Engelbert Humperdinck song which I can't say that name enough and laugh <laughs> not laugh. Um, of course. But uh that that familiar song plays again and then we get to our end credits. Uh, our our post credit scene, if you will, or mid credits, um, where Harrow is in a real insane, insane asylum, and uh, all of a sudden this dude ends up just taking him out of the out of the insane asylum, out by the wheelchair, and what was really interesting was I liked the the whole uh, thing of like he thought he saw sand in the cup, but it was just coffee, and he's still having these you know weird visions because he has Amit inside of him and everything. Right. Yeah. Um, but then uh, you see this, this interesting figure in a, in a, in a derby hat and, and black jacket and all this stuff. And speaking Spanish. Yep. Speaking Spanish and uh, takes him out into this super nice limo, which is very much from the comics. That limo is from the comics. The way that they used it is a little different, but, uh, that limo is very much in the comics, uh, complete with the uh, Spectre uh, um, license, plate. license plate. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it turns out Conchu's in the in the uh, in the back seat, and uh, that's where we find out that uh, Conchu has not really left, but instead he has made a deal with Mark and Stephen's third altar, and that's where he specifically says, I'd like you to meet Jake Lockley. 
and then that's where the the window comes down and Jake turns around and says something in Spanish and then puts a bullet in in uh Harrow's head and that is mm-hmm. that is the end of Moon Knight. Um and and so it's not a perfect season. I, it wasn't wasn't a perfect series. I will I have fully admit that. Um but ultimately I I absolutely loved this show. I loved mm-hmm. the characters. I loved mm-hmm. I had my gripes in in the fact that Moon Knight, the actual Moon Knight character was not in this show enough. Um I think if they were to do a season 2, he needs to be in the show more. Um mm-hmm. and um you know, the other thing is is the issue with Jake Lockley and all that. Like that was kind of odd storytelling. I would have done that differently. Um but otherwise I I give this I give this season a nine out of ten scarabs. Mm-hmm. I I I loved the characters. I loved the way that the story was told. Um it was very like all over the place, which is what the character is. The character is all over the place because of his mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And they decided to tell it in that way. Um, and to me, I thought that was interesting. I know to some people, which uh, we'll actually get into our joiner responses. Cause we basically uh, put it out there, asked what their thoughts were and uh, we'll get into that. But I absolutely loved this show. And I really hope that they do, whether whether or not there's a season two, who knows. But I really hope that they do more with the character in some way. So what are your overall opinions of Moon Knight the show? I'll go I'll go first before Lucas tears it apart here. Sure. Um <laughs> I that, so there were a lot of things about it that I I did really like. Um I did kind of like the story. Um I kind of like the like puzzled. I mean, it's a show that kind of leaves you puzzled for a while if you don't know any other any other information. Um, so it kind of keeps you like wanting to come back because of that. Like, and and I, I think the lore, the Egyptian lore in, in the show was really cool. However, uh, for me, it, it did not have enough action. Um, it just really felt like, boy, like there was like little bitty pieces here and there, and yeah. um, I guess when. I would have, I would have hoped like, kind of like you said, Mark, I, I would have liked to see Moon Knight being Moon Knight. Um, we really like, didn't get hardly any of that. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I, I mean, I, I would, I would rank it like, a, I would say like a six, um, out of 10, um, just for that reason. Sure. I, I think it's, it's not something I would like recommend to people who love like superhero stuff necessarily. Um, but also like, you know, it was kind of cool. I'm glad I watched it. So, yeah. I, I hear you there. I absolutely agree with that. Lucas. Mm-hmm. All OC. right. Uh, before I go ahead. Are you going to read? Master Bones 117, Patrick Novosel. Go He's going to throw in his two cents, uh, mainly because my my review is going to be more positive than Patrick's, so we need to sandwich this baby with a little bit of positivity. Uh, episode five for Patrick was one of the best episodes, if not the best episode of all the Disney Plus shows. Big words, big words. It's just too bad the rest of the show didn't follow suit. Episode five saved the show from being absolute train wreck and really made a lot of what was happening make sense. It's just too bad it took almost five hours to get there. I believe that this show, is def- this show definitely needs a season two 
before being introduced to the movies so that we can get more exposition of Moon Knight and his personalities. The season left on a cliffhanger with Jake Lockley, and I want to see them explore that dynamic over the course of a season. The show is currently ranked last on my Marvel Disney Plus TV show list, and I would rate this two and a half out of five crescent moons. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he found some redeeming qualities. Yeah, but I knew we would. Once we watched episode five, we we at least knew that would help a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, it's not for everybody, and he's totally, totally more than that. That opinion is more than valid. If yeah. you didn't like it, you didn't like it, it didn't vibe with you. I totally, totally understand. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> I, I will mention uh, the 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 joiner. Uh, sorry, the joiner comment. I think it was before his, which we'll go into, uh, and and that would be uh, Mr. Travis Pospisil. Uh, let me pull it up here. Might as well. There we go. Um, he was, he was a lot more, a lot more negative than, than, than Pat was, but I mean, he's been consistently, he just did, he just didn't <laughs> like it. He hated it. And I, and yeah. again, that's fine. You're allowed to not like things. Um, you know, there are things that I like that he probably doesn't like and vice versa. So that's mm-hmm. the fun about, you know, having opinions and being different. So, uh, yeah. So, so old social media center, AKA Travis Pospisil says the end credits rolled and I threw a party in my living room. The entire show was hot trash. The acting was good and the two minutes total buffoon night was in the actual show was cool. The rest caused me anxiety. Way too much crazy avatar, multiple personality, weird Egyptian stuff to keep track. I do feel I would get slightly more enjoyment upon a second viewing that will never happen. Episode one was the only good episode. In other news, Halo is worse, so there's that. That's the other thing I forgot to mention in, in my update. Halo was worse, so yeah, Halo, there, Halo is definitely worse. So uh, instead of saying I didn't hate it, it's it wasn't Halo. Yeah, and uh, honestly, I'm gonna stick out Halo. And just just a side note, I'm gonna stick out Halo because it's literally on the last episode now. Do it. Um, but yeah, this past episode, I'm not even close to interested anymore. What, like I was, but nope. I was I wasn't super close to being interested i don't think before but now <laughs> like what? i have what the heck I, I have not heard one cheerleader for this show at least for moon Knight, i've heard a number of cheerleaders one of them being mark which i totally appreciate and i'm glad for um but i find myself with moon Knight in the middle um i i really liked oscar isaac's performance uh, of uh appropriately enough is oscar worthy like he did a really good job yeah um his portrayal of the multiple personalities was great i feel like if 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 they were if they do a season two the way they did the personalities and revealing jake lockley really late was fine but if if they're doing what they're kind of throwing out there you know oscar isaac saying there's no plan for another season this is the only season uh, I think it was a big mistake how they did the personalities because they they strung it out a little too much. They took a little too long. You know, I think about, you know, shows that, you know, most of these Disney Plus shows have been about six episodes. And I feel like for the most part, they've been paced really well. This one didn't feel like it. And it was both in the personalities and in the, you know, you guys talking about, you know, there wasn't enough Moon Knight. Well, they didn't really give enough screen time for that to happen. And I don't even feel like they really gave enough 
you know, uh, screen time. They definitely didn't give enough screen time to Jake. They didn't, I don't think they, they strung it out too much to the point where it felt like WandaVision. And, and the only reason WandaVision won out is because WandaVision had three more episodes to develop things. Yep. They, I've, I feel like WandaVision took three episodes for anyone to stop going, what's happening? Like, yeah. It took a, and you know, there was a little bit of that in this one. And I liked that. It was intriguing. It was like, okay, what's going on? Who's this personality? Who's this multi, you know, what's going on in his head, this kind of stuff. It was cool. But um, I felt like it was really, it did focus it. You know, when Travis talks about too much Egyptian crap, like I, I will agree that, that the Egyptian stuff didn't always make sense. And I would have, I didn't mind the origin story of Moon Knight being later, but I would have liked a little more. I don't know. Like, I don't know what they could have done to make it better, but the, the Egyptian, the, the way the Egyptian gods were portrayed did not, I don't think it matched well with the MCU to this point. Gods have always been, or most often been like aliens. And so, and, and of course in this phase four, they're doing multiverse and they're doing other dimensions more. So it makes sense, but it didn't, I didn't, I didn't connect with it as much. And, you know, going along with that, I didn't, I didn't like how the connection to the MCU was like the least of any show in the history or any movie for that matter. Uh, And the MCU is all about connection. Like the past 14 years, everything is connected. And now all of a sudden we're like, Hey, here's Moon Knight and our connection is going to be Madripoor or like throwing in, they could have mentioned the snap. They could have, you know, they just in these each episode, they could have done something little just to help me, like feel like the show was standing on top of the MCU, like was built on a foundation. And to me, why even have the MCU name? Like just make it Moon Knight. And I don't know. I I felt like it shouldn't have been a part of the MCU. They should have done a better job at connecting it. I think, I think that is the case for two reasons. Um, Number one, they actually intended on having an MCU cameo in the show, but they decided to cut it. Um, One of the, one of the Eternals was supposed to be in this show. Mm. Um, but they decided to cut it. Um, but the other reason is, and, and I, I agree. They should have had a little bit more of, more of a connection. Um, but I think it's mainly because they're going to connect him at a later point. They decided to focus in real hard on the, on the individual standalone story of this. Right. They're going to introduce him in a different capacity with other characters later on. I don't think that they, that they brought Moon Knight into this with no intent to use him down the road. Maybe yeah, not. Yeah, would be a big waste if they didn't. Maybe not intending to make a second season. Okay, but I, in some way he's gonna get used uh, further down the road. Yeah, they, they're not. They're not. Marvel is definitely not about throwing in things for absolutely nothing. Uh, right now, there are main, main, minor things there that you know loose things that they've never gone back to. But for the most part in the overarching sense of things, they don't bring characters in for nothing. Um, yeah. And even yeah. if they bring them in and they just, they don't last past that sure. one thing, it still feels connected. Like yeah. it's still a part of the MCU. And that's, that's, that's my, that's one of my bigger gripes. And it's just because that's like goes against what they've been advertising and what they've been doing this entire time, connecting everything. And so for me, then that that makes it a, even though I really enjoyed it, you know, there were some logical leaps and some things. I mean, it's about Egyptian gods and crazy magic and all that stuff. Yeah. So logic doesn't always, you know, fit. It can fly out the window. But I give it seven out of 10 uh, rolls of mummy toilet paper. Perfect. <laughs> so um, 
Now, one more joiner comment. Um, yep, throw them out there. It was interesting that you did mention that you were missing the the connectivity. Isaac Alistic, a.k.a. Infinity Bro Isaac Edlund, uh, he uh, comments, Episode 5 was some of the best Marvel TV we had. Obviously, we agree with. I love the show as a whole. Episode 6 had some interesting ways to wrap up the plot. Yeah, we agree with that, but still landed it for the most part. <laughs> Uh, one of the better Disney Plus finales, in his opinion. Uh, overall, I give it a 4.5 out of 5 Crescent Moons. I can't wait to see what they do with Jake Lockley, so I think we need a Season 2. I enjoy the overall connectivity of the MCU, but it was a breath of fresh air to get something that can stand on his own. So he was okay with it not being connected. So, to each their own. Uh, yep. I, I think it was... Uh, I would have liked it to be more connected, but at the same time, I guess it's trying something different to where they did more standalone. But again, I don't think they're just going to leave Moon Knight to rest completely. He's going to be used somewhere else, whether that be in another movie or, you know, now that they're introducing Blade and and all of those guys, they could do a Midnight Suns type show, depending on what they yeah. decide to do down the road. But I, I don't think he's here for nothing. So... But all of that being said, I think that's I think that's about everything we can say. All hearts clear. Nope. Nope. Not just at all? Justin and Greece. Oh, uh, did he say something? Tim Pollan said Moon Knight wasn't a perfect. Ah, no, wasn't perfect. But since I have no knowledge of the characters, I am in for season two. Disney can't leave us hanging after the introduction of Jake. Three out of five. Three and a half out of five buttery crescent rolls. Buttery crescent rolls. <laughs> I'm with you, Tim. Three Sorry, and a half Tim. out of five. Almost the math checks it. out. That's seven out of ten. You and me. Seven <laughs> out of ten, guys. Yo. Sorry, Tim. Almost left you in the dust there. Yep. It's all good. We got each other's back. In the Egyptian sands of the duat. Um, but uh, yeah. Now all hearts clear. Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. Cool. Well, that is it for our uh, wonderful discussion of the Marvel series Moon Knight. That's right. And why don't we jump into now the... Let's get into other animal-based sections since we did the one with the Egyptian gators and stuff. Now we're doing the GMG goats. Hey, joiners. It's time for the GMG Top 40 TV Shows. Starring... The Good Morning Guys! Good Morning Guys, greatest shows of all times. That was a bit of a stretch and a transition, but we're going to go with it. We are nominating and voting for the top 40 series or TV shows, or whatever you want to call it, because nobody watches TV anymore, uh, of all time. We're all picking our favorite 10. We've already done four, except for Ronnie, who has to do two tonight, so yep. we can all do five. Mm-hmm. So let's read lead with Ronnie since he has two to offer this evening. You want me to give you both of them? Yep. Lay it on us. Uh, the first one is The Blacklist. Oh, nice. Um, I watched a show a few years ago. I ended up watching all of them. Um, man, uh, that's an awesome show. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just awesome. Raymond Reddington in that show like is an iconic character. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, my next one is Peaky Blinders. Uh, I do. I had a feeling that one was going to be go. coming. Uh, yeah, I, that that is a great show. I still watch videos like from scenes from the show and stuff now. So, and I actually think the season uh, six for that is coming out 
very soon. Yep. Either maybe end of May or June or something. All right. So yeah, so I think that that's the final season. Cool. Nice. Cool, cool, cool. Good picks. Yep. Uh, do we want to do Patrick's? Yeah, we can do Patrick's. So Patrick's was Smallville, which is is no surprise. Um, I I enjoyed Smallville. I have not seen every episode of Smallville. I haven't either. Um, but but I I do enjoy and do do enjoy a lot of that show. Um, and uh, the only thing that stinks is we only saw him as Superman in the last like three five seconds of the show. But woo yeah, well. I guess that and like maybe one or two other really short scenes, but like he was basically CGI'd in. Um, but yeah, I know it was all supposed to be like a super prequel to Superman, but but still, good solid yeah. pick. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll I'll go for my my go pick. ahead. And uh, I decided to think about like TV shows that are across the spectrum of my my viewing experience in life. And yeah. So I pulled a lot from my childhood, and okay. I pulled the television show Boy Meets World. Mm, okay. I absolutely loved this show growing up. Um, from, nice. Even from the earlier seasons to the later seasons when they're in high school and college, and the whole Corey and Topanga thing, and yep, uh, and Fina. Uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely love that show, um, and enjoy. You know, just whether it was on, I think it was on ABC and then it was on, I want to say the Disney channel or ABC family as reruns. Sure. Um, I'd catch that, catch that all the time. Just, I just love that, that show. It was a lot. Did you, did you watch the girl meets world girl? I've seen, I've seen some episode girl meets world. Yeah. Mm. Just, to I see lasted what it was one like. episode. It was, I thought it was awful. Yeah. The, the, the writing's a little e- cheesier and to each their show. own. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. It felt more genuine on Boy Meets World. So, yeah, the writing was a lot. Did in this, it's like, hey, we're gonna force the recapturing of this kind of comedy. Yeah. Mm-mm. yeah. No, you need to stop. But yeah, with Boy a little bit of like 21st century sensibilities, which yeah doesn't mix with it. No, but, definitely not. But yeah, Boy Meets World. Cool. Uh, my show that I'm nominating is Whose Line Is It Anyway? Nice. That show never fails to make me laugh and just there's hardly ever. It's amazing what these guys can do uh, in a just make it up as you go show. Mindy and I, anytime we turn to that or see it on or whatever, we stop everything and watch it and just laugh Nice uh, till we're crying. So whose line it is anyways is my pick. Everything's made up. Points don't matter. That's right. That's right. It's kind of like our show, Mm -hmm. our podcast. All right, uh, as is tradition, some housekeeping where we offer towels, fluff pillows, topped with Andy's candies, and tip you off to the GMG news you need to know. The GMG stream team continues to offer content Sunday to Saturday on Twitch. Check out Chris, who's currently playing through Celeste, and then probably will be jumping to Ratchet and Clank. And for the GMG VGBC, for those of you who haven't jumped in yet, feel free to join us in playing those two games and conversing with us, and perhaps... If you uh, jump on our Discord or chat with one of us on the side, you may uh, get the chance to guest on the show on our spoiler cast when we do it. Um, also, we're playing Destiny 2, um, Chris and I, on uh, his channel. Mark's uh, still mainlining the Zelda games, currently working his way through Majora's Mask, as he shared earlier. 
Um, and then you can find me on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday lunchtimes, Tuesday, Thursdays, either breakfast or pre-breakfast early in the morning when I fill in for uh, Chris the Rock and his Twitch channel. So feel free to check us out, uh, twitch.tv. Links are in the show notes. Um, also check out our spoiler cast. This past week we did a Horizon Forbidden West Part 2 because Pat wanted to finish sharing his thoughts after he got sick in the first one and I came late to the party. So I got to share my thoughts. And then Mark, Tim, Pat, and Chris chatted about April's GMG VZBC game of Arkham Knight. Um, but if you're not into spoiler casts or streaming and you'd rather tweet with us on Twitter, discourse on Discord, links are in the show notes for that. Please uh, join us. If you want to throw a buck or more in the old tip jar, consider supporting us on Patreon at a URL that may be in the show notes, I think. It is, actually. Yep, it's in the show notes. I thought it was. I was just, uh, you know, having a little fun there. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you can't toss a coin to your podcasters, we are still, but you're still the giving type, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Spotify. Helps us reach new joiners. Whether you want to give us stars, exclamation marks, feedback, or an encouraging work word, we hope you will let your voice be heard, just like Dante's Belmont, old Bernabe, butters who he didn't it counted as a, it counted as a new review but he updated his review thankfully still five stars and <laughs> his updated review is this even though lucas is mostly wrong about his opinions wow Ghibli, yeah i know right just going right for me uh <laughs> ghibli movies jugular. and he says this in particular ghibli movies are not disney movies this podcast is actually amazing despite my bad opinions Hey, guess what, Barnaby? Uh, Spirited Away, uh, I did not say Ghibli movies are Disney movies. I said Spirited Away is a quote-unquote Disney movie because it's on the official Disney 23 list. So you need to take that up with Disney because they claim it as a Disney movie. All right, buddy? I love it. So I love a good battle. stand down, back off. I did not say that all Ghibli movies are Disney movies. So don't be, don't be misquoting me, buddy. Just because you don't like my opinions and your opinions are always wrong. Do we have wrong. some music we can just play them off? I know, right? Going? Okay, I'm done <laughs> pretending to fight with Barnaby. I love him. Uh, I appreciate his opinion, even if he's more wrong than I am. World star. Uh, all right. I'm just glad his voice got to be heard. Speaking of what should be heard, you can also call in Barnaby Butter, Butter Teeth. You can call us in 929-GMG-GUYS. Uh, just dial the numbers that make up GMG guys. Uh, and you can ask us questions, comments, or give If you want to fight with Lucas, you can <laughs> bring it. I'm always ready. Always ready. Alrighty then. Ronnie J and Mark Touche Boucher and the spirit of Pat, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and joiners, go get your good morning this week. And may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. One, two, three.